Welcome to Speak Life. I'll go tell my brethren ministry, which is sister in Christ, Rachel, Carlene, Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. Welcome to Speak Life, beloved, to all those the Lord have sent. So, Father, we come to you, Lord God. I can't do this without you. I can't do it by myself. I can't go unless you go with me and go before me and be my rare word, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done, doing, and all you will do. And, Lord God, I pray that we do things that are pleasing in your sight. I pray to say things that are pleasing to your hearing and your nostrils as a sweet savor. Crucify this flesh in me because I'm struggling today, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Have your way. Let only your perfect will be done, said, heard, believed, and remembered, Lord God. Trusted in the name of Jesus, Lord. I'm praying for the martyr saints, the persecuted saints, those trutting down, Lord God, those that are feeling weak, weary, and worn. Hopeless, helpless, Lord God. You are with us. So I pray this is an encouragement and a sweet savior, even in their nostrils. I pray the enemy is bound up and all his lies are set of fire, Lord God, consumed by the one and only God and sent to the pit of hell forever. In the mighty and beautiful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So welcome to Speak Life, beloved. Praying all was blessed through this day, the day we reserved for the Sabbath. Yes, today was a challenge for me, but it's okay. I've seen these challenges before. And I want to encourage someone. You may have to walk this thing alone. Because when God talked to you, he didn't call a whole group, except for maybe the great cloud of witnesses. He didn't even call them to, because he spoke it in you to you and your soul. And you have to, even when it doesn't look like what God said it is, and two, it looks that way, you keep going, you keep believing, you keep pressing on. You keep pressing on. Others may not believe with you. If a person can't believe for themselves, they can't believe with you. So don't get upset. Do not get upset. Because you may be the lead person you may be the one that show what you're saying. You have to be the example of that. Sometimes you are the trailblazer in the name of Jesus. Sometimes you are the trailblazer. I declared that a few years ago. And the thing with declarations and things that we're speaking, we don't know what it looks like. But I thank God. I thank God. What I came to talk about is the stand-up, the stand, or the stand-up. Who stands with us is more important than who stands against us or who walks away. Who stands with us is more important than those that stand against us or walk away. Because the word tells us, you know, God has had me in. Esther, and he has had me in Ruth. I have a totally different respect for uh, Ruth and Boaz. But the thing, the word says here, 
And this is uh, one of those those people that just bless my soul. And every time I read about him or Samson, it uh, just breaks your poor heart. But um, Stephen, there's something very powerful in Stephen. So I think I will first introduce go to where they introduce Stephen and Stephen is first introduced in Acts 6 and I'm believing it's in this verse right here um it might be before this because it says and and Stephen full and so but we're going to start right here um Acts 6 and 8, and Stephen, full of faith, mm, and Stephen, full, oh no, he's right here, in verse 5, oh, mm, mm, verse 1 of Acts, okay, what happened to my, um, okay, I don't know what's going on with that. But we're talking about Stephen in Acts 6. My camera went out. Verse 1. And in those days when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Gracians or the Greeks or the world against the Hebrews, the children of God. Because their widows were negligent in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the, called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, for this reason, look you out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom you may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministration of the word in the name of Jesus. It says, and the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, Prochorus, and, oh man, Nicanor, and Timel and Permanus and Nicholas and the in a prostylite of Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them, and the word of God increased. Now, see, this is the thing. Like when we're coming together as saints. And if God is in the mix, a wise man should increase. A wise man should increase. If what we are saying and what we are doing is led by the Lord, a wise man should increase. Now with Jeremiah, I'm not gonna go there because, uh, well, since I said it. With Jeremiah, this is part of Jeremiah's commission. This is part of his commission. 
in Jeremiah 1, when God said, I knew you, if you continue in that, it says, then the word of the Lord, verse four of Jeremiah one came and said unto, and came unto me saying, behold, I formed you in the belly. No, it doesn't say that. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. So before God formed us, I needed this. God knew us. He knew our inward, our outward, our uprising and our downsetting. He knew our choices. He knew what we were going to do, how we was going to respond, how long it was going to take to receive him. He knew us, okay? His children. Before I formed you, before the manifestation of what I envisioned, right? Before I put my hands on you and actually formed you to what I said and what I saw, what I imagined you to be, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you. I needed, I needed this word. I needed this word. I sanctified you. God does it. God is the one that purifies, sanctifies, justify to glorify. Men doesn't do that. God does that. Okay. And it says... I sanctified you and I, he's very clear. And I, he says, before I formed you in the womb or in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you. God will not give his glory to another. We do. And it says, and I ordained you. Man didn't do none of this. I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. How you can? I ordained you to speak. Rachel Carter. I ordained you to speak. What has God ordained you to do? See, because everybody not going to stand with you. Everybody didn't hear that call. There was nobody there. He did not need anybody's recommendation. His counsel comes from within himself. Wisdom. So it says, then I said, ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. Oh, he already took care of that. Mm-hmm. For I am a child. Immature, whatever the case this child means, right? But the Lord said unto me. I was talking to the Lord before I came on here. This is why this is my celebration. He says, but the Lord said unto me, say not, don't say this, because I ordained you, I formed you, I sanctified you, and I called you into this existence, okay? He says, say not, I am a child, for you shall go. Mm -hmm, you won't do this because why? I'm the father, I'm the creator. I'm the Lord of this thing. I'm God. He says, verse four, then the word of the Lord is not the word of man. Because see, man may never approve you. Man may never validate you in the name of Jesus. Huh? Man may never agree with you. May never agree with you. So what you going to do? Talking to myself. Y'all could click off. What are you going to do? 
because then the Lord, the word of the Lord came saying unto me, saying, he says, but the Lord said unto me, say not, I am a child. See, because Jeremiah was sitting with the priests, but God said, you're a prophet. Mm -hmm. People will put you, if you allow them where they think you should be, where they think you should be. But you have to know what you heard. You have to know what you heard. You can tell a million people what you heard, but if they didn't hear it, like Paul, before he was saw, he saw the light, but the others with him didn't see it. That's what he said. Wait a minute, I'm going to come back. But but that's what it's saying in the word. Now, that's, that's what it said. It says, uh, saw. It says here. In Acts 9, and saw yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord went unto the high priest and desire. I'm in chapter 9, verse 2 of Acts, and desired him letters to Damascus. See, because Paul had not yet agreed or believed that Jesus was Lord, but God knew who God is. Okay, so it says letters to Damascus to the synagogues that if he had found any of this way whether they were men or women he might bring them bound into Jerusalem a lot of us are bound Paul was high a Hebrew of Hebrews a Pharisee but he couldn't see far a Pharisee Far I see, but he couldn't see far. He couldn't see far because he didn't know who Christ was. So he couldn't see far. He, he knew the law, the letter, but in the spirit, he couldn't see. He was blind. And so he had to physically go blind for him to understand. You can't see. It says here, and as he journeyed, and the worst place to be bound is in Jerusalem. A lot of us are bound in the faith because man believes, really, really believes they have to validate each and every one of us. But God said, I'm the one that knew you. They didn't even know you. A mother don't know what she's having until she's told. She may not even know she's pregnant. The man may not even know she's pregnant. But God knows what he put in that womb. We have to wait a certain amount of time for them to say, possibly, I can't say 100%, but you're having a boy. Possibly, I can't say 100%, you're having a girl. But God said, boom, from the beginning, before the semen even went into the egg, that's a girl or a boy. God knows. So it says, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light, a word, God, from heaven. Now, you know all of this, but you didn't recognize the light. It says, and he fell to the earth. I, I haven't read about no beast, but he was humbled. 
okay? He fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecute you me? See, because Jesus stood up for his disciples and his church. He didn't say, why persecute you, the Christians or the apostles or the disciples? He said, why persecute you, me? Your father will stand for you if your father's the Lord. Now, if your father, the enemy, he ain't going to stand for you. He's going to let you go down. Okay. That's why he swiped the third with his tail. He wasn't going down by himself. Okay. But the Lord will stand for you. The Lord will stand for you. It says, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecute, why persecute you, me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? Who art thou? You killing, persecuting, well, maybe not killing, but consenting to people death, okay? Over their Lord, but you don't even know him. You're persecuting people because you have not validated them over their Lord that you don't even know. You you don't even know who you're hearing. My Lord. It says, and he said, who are thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. Jesus got to declare who he is because Saul, you don't know. You don't know with all that studying, Saul. To be a Pharisee, you got to study. He studied under one of the highest, what, Gamaliel? He studied under one of the highest Pharisees. You're doing all this study. Jesus says, search the scriptures. They speak of me. Search the scriptures, John 6. Search the scriptures. They speak of me, but you still don't believe. That's what the word said. So it says, I am Jesus whom you persecutes, it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. And, but it says, and he trembling, astonished said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city. And it shall be told you what you must do. One of the same people you was persecuting or, or whatever, saying they weren't qualified. Is who God is going to use to open your eyes and to lay hands on you and to give you the instructions so you can see. And you can run in your purpose and your call. It said, and the men which journeyed with him, with Saul, stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. Back to Jeremiah. They can't even see the Lord. They don't even know who's talking. Saul so don't know who's talking to you. Saul so don't know what God has said to you. Saul so don't know. Saul so knows the letter. But the spirit and the actual deliverer of the letter. He don't even know. It says, but the Lord said unto me, say not 
I am a child, Jeremiah 1 and 7. For you shall go to all that I shall send you. And whatsoever I command you, my Lord Jesus, you shall speak. Yeah, speak life. Whatever God has commanded, they might not stand with you. They may turn their backs on you because they can't see them. They know something's different with you. But until they believe the Lord for themselves, they can't see him for you either. It says, be not afraid of their faces for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord, God is so specific in this word. Then the Lord put forth his hand. Some people may not even give you a hand, may not help you a bit. They may be those that are watching but they're not watching to help you. They watching to hear something, but it's not to help you. It's not to help you. It's not to stand up for you. It's to stand against you. I had got a word about Joseph, my Lord, the first Joseph, um, the tribe of Israel, Joseph. The butler, it was the butler and the baker. They saw his gift. But as soon as they got out and got their deliverance, well, one got put to death. They forgot about the gift that helped them. They forgot. And he had to spend more time. He wasn't ready yet. Some people really do see the gift. They see the calling in life. But since they don't know who called and they didn't hear, they feel like you're not qualified and they won't validate you. But the Lord says, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, I got fire. Behold, I have put my words. They can't stop it. I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down to build and to plant. So all that other stuff got to get uprooted and destroyed first before you can build on that foundation. You can't build on that foundation. If it's wood, stubble, if it's those things, if it's those things, you can't build on those things. You can't build on something and it's not solid. It's not the word. You can't build on that. That's Romans 10, no, Romans 15, sorry. Romans 15, 20 through 21. 
gonna try to get it here real quick. No, I'll go right. I'm almost. I'm. I'm in the next block. I'm on Acts. So Romans 15. This is what Paul tells us about building. Okay. He says, um, "Is this the one that I want?" No, it's not 15 that I want. Let's see. Hey. Is that it? No, it's not. Okay, he says it's in 1 Corinthians. Sorry. 1 Corinthians 3. This is what he talks about, about being a builder. Because he's a master builder after his eyes, after he could see far. So it says in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 2. I'm going to 1 Corinthians 2. For other foundations can no man lay than that is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Now, if any man build upon the foundation gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble, Every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. It says before that, it says now for we are laborers together with God, verse nine, you are God's husbandry, you are God's building according to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another builds thereon, but let every man take heed how he builds thereupon. See, and this is why God tells Jeremiah in verse 10, one and 10, see, I have this day set you over nations and over kingdoms. Now, if God has set you such, right? The gate is straight and narrow. The path is straight and narrow, right? If you find it. A lot of times we are going to people that haven't even found the gate yet. Paul, Saul was making decisions. He hadn't even found the gate yet. And he's making these decisions to even destroy people's lives in Jerusalem, in the faith, right? In the church. But God will not build on his, God did not build on the foundation of Saul. God used Paul to be building a foundation. He didn't use the blind far I see. He couldn't see far. He used the one that was humbled to the ground. Okay. That's who he used. God can use a donkey. God could do a serpent. God used the serpent to change his own plan. The serpent changed God's plan. God used the serpent to change his own plan. Now, God knew that serpent was in the garden. God put him there. God knew that serpent was subtle and cunning. He knew that. God had already told Adam what the plan is, Rachel. He had already told Adam what the plan is. Adam listened to his flesh because he was part of his rib. 
God listened to that. I mean, Adam listened to that, forgive me. Adam listened to that and got cast out. Many times we're asking people that can't even see who's talking to them. They can't even see it for themselves. And so how can you stand with me when you're not even sure for yourself? Now, the only way you can do that, if you truly have the heart of God, there's those that will come along. They don't have it yet for themselves, but they see it with you. And they'll go with you because they believe the God that you believe in. But don't be like the seven sons of Siva, okay? Let God, whatever he has ordained from before we was in our parents, our mother womb, okay? He's already ordained the people for the plan. He's already ordained the people for the journey, for his purpose, for his call, for his elect, for his house. He's already prepared. Like he told Elijah, I have commanded a widow to, to sustain you. She didn't even know she was commanded. She thought she was about to make this last cake for her, her son and die. God had already chosen her, chose the ravens before her, an unclean, selfish bird. You never know. We too busy cutting down each other because we can't see far. Instead of building and building on the foundation of Jesus Christ, we know the word when we hear the word, whether the word is cutting us for us to heal, whether the word is delivering us, whether the word is 